our series today, Joyride. We're going to be looking to the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter number 28. And I'm going to give you a few moments to get there. Matthew 28, verses 8 through 10. Remember, the Waterview app is free and it's available to you. I hope that you've already downloaded this resource. Our small group directory is there. And right now, we are loving life. We are meeting throughout the week, groups all throughout our city. We're meeting at homes, restaurants, apartment complexes. We're meeting anywhere where people can meet and we're growing in our relationship with God and each other. We're focusing on flourishing and growing in freedom. I hope that you'll get in a small group. I know that many of you are not local or many of you might be a little still intimidated to gather in person. We've even got some small groups that are digital and so I hope that you'll go check out our small group directory. But also in our app, there's our digital worship guide and all of the notes are there in it. You can follow along with us there. But Matthew 28, verse number 8 is going to be the focus. And here's the thing. Last Sunday at our in-person gatherings, we had such a touch of the presence of God in that place and as I was sharing my heart and ministering, I was not able to fully complete the message. So all of you that are online, our online family, you got to hear that message that kicked off Joyride, the fight for joy. You got to hear it in its entirety. Well, our in-person gatherings did not get to hear it in its entirety. So this week, I'm going to actually be finishing up the second half of that message, but I didn't want to just leave you stranded. And this week, the Lord illuminated some things to me out of Matthew 28 that I want to share with you for the next couple of moments. And if you remember last week, as we kicked off this series, Joyride, we talked about how we've got to fight for joy. We learned that ultimately the joy of the Lord is our strength, that joy is crucial. It's so vital to have in our faith journey. doesn't mean that we have to pretend to be happy all the time or pretend as though faith is just a, a, a rose-lined path with no struggles, no hardships. But along the way, what's going to help us get through this journey of ups and downs disappointments, failures, victories, this great faith adventure that we're on, what's going to help get us through is joy, that the adventure is meant to be enjoyed, that we're supposed to be driving and cruising along with joy in our life because it's the joy of the Lord that's our strength. But joy doesn't necessarily come easily and we got to fight for it. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit. As we talked about last week, all of the fruit of the Spirit, the, the seeds, the potential for producing them are put in our heart when we surrender to Jesus, when we make a fresh start, when we make Him the Lord and leader of our life. The Holy Spirit deposits that because as we grow in faith, we're meant to begin to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus, to look more like Him, talk more like Him, act more like Him, make decisions like Him, have a worldview like Him. And the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, is what allows that to be possible. Joy is one of those things, but joy takes 
cultivation. We've got to fight for that joy in our life. And if you remember David in the Old Testament, King David, he wrote in Psalms 51, 12, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And then Paul in the New Testament, Philippians 4, 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. In both Old and New Testaments, there is this focus, this admonition that joy's got to be a part of our faith. It's got to be a part of our faith adventure. That's why we've got to let this become a joy ride. If we're only doing it out of compliance, if we're only doing it to make sure that we don't go to hell when we take our last breath, we're missing the point. This is meant to be a joy ride, an adventure to be enjoyed with Jesus. Again, doesn't mean it's going to be problem-free. Doesn't mean it's going to be sickness-free. Doesn't mean that it's going to be struggle-free. But it means that through it all, we're going to still maintain joy. So David is saying, come on, i got to restore the joy of my salvation. Paul's telling us, rejoice. In fact, says it twice, repeats himself. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'm going to tell you, rejoice. And here's the thing. You can't re-anything unless you had it to begin with. You can't restore or rejoice if you never had it to start off with. So in order for us to restore joy, in order for us to be able to rejoice, it's what we talked about last week. It's about returning and revisiting a site of victory a place of mercy and grace, a place of provision and blessing. That's what happened with with Samson when he fought that lion at Timnath. You remember we talked about it last week. Samson fought a lion. It was, one of at that time, the greatest struggle of his life, but he overcame. What a victory. What an absolute miracle. And then later, when he was tired, when he was depleted, He went back to that same spot, went to the place where he had experienced victory and the miraculous before he returned there. And when he did, he found honey and he fed from that honey. And that honey on Samson's own account gave him strength. So I hope this week that you have taken a joyride down memory lane and you have revisited some places in your life where the Lord showed himself strong on your behalf. I hope that you remember the time and the place where you made a fresh start, where you surrendered to Jesus. Think back on when you fell in love. Think back on when you gave birth to that child. Think back to when you were facing some sickness, some medical crisis, but God intervened and God answered your prayers. Think about the time that maybe you were in an accident and it could have been so much worse if it had not been for the Lord. Look, think about all of the different times and scenarios in your life where God's grace and mercy saved you, where it sustained you, where it protected you, where he led you, where he guided you. Even think about some of those people that you dated and you just had some insight. You felt like you ought to go separate directions. Thank God that he protected you in that moment. And can can I get an amen with that? Come on, go with me 
Go with me, and I pray you've been doing it all this week. Go with me to different times in your life where you saw God moved, where you saw his hand of power displayed, his provision. Come on, let's go there together because we're going to get honey there. That honey is the joy of the Lord because it's going to give us strength. It's going to it's going to breathe some fresh life into us today. It's going to put some wind in our sails. There is always, hear me today, there is always honey to be found. There is always fresh joy when we go back to times and places when God showed himself strong and merciful and generous. As we opened up our time together, I asked how you're doing. And I really want to know, how are you doing? Not what you're putting on Instagram to create a certain reality, what you're telling others. How are you really doing? And you might be struggling. This week, for many of us in this area, it was spring break. So I hope that you were able to get some rest. You were able to recharge, enjoy some good time with family. But you're probably, if you went away somewhere, coming back, needing a vacation from the vacation, you're tired because you spent five days at Disney or you were running around the beach, wherever you went, you might feel good but feel tired. Whatever the case may be, today's your day though to get some fresh strength. God's got a purpose and a plan for your life this week. He's got things that you need to accomplish. He's created you on purpose for a purpose and you've got to go out in fresh strength. Now's not the time to go into anything weak. Marriage is difficult. School, high school, university, it it can be difficult. Just the day and time we're living in, it's difficult. You need fresh strength today. That's going to come from the joy of the Lord. I want you to notice that when Samson made his his perplexing statement that we focused on last week in Judges 14, 14. That statement was this, out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. It lets us know that even in your own life, as you were thinking back on when God was good to you, when he healed you, when he delivered you, when he protected you, all of those things, Each and every one of those memory banks exist only because there was first some unpleasant reality. You actually had to be in a battle in order for God to give you victory. You actually had to be sick in order for God to heal you. You had to have a broken heart in order to find peace and in order for God to bring love back into the picture. And this is... A riddle. This is the most perplexing thing for the majority of us. And this is what we're going to focus on here in Matthew chapter number 28. To this day, we still cannot wrap our brain around the fact that strength and struggle, joy and jostling coexist. And the reason for that is that we often erroneously believe when we're in some scenario or in some situation, I should only be feeling one emotion. Why am I feeling a complexity of emotions? Why am I feeling this way? I I need to be feeling just this. I, I need to be experiencing just that. We're looking for 
situations in our life where we feel just one emotion. For example, if we're going to feel joy, that joy is the one and only thing that we're, we're meant to have in that moment. For example, we'll, we'll say something like, how can I enjoy this? And you can fill in the blank, whatever that looks like, whatever that scenario looks like. How can I enjoy this? when this, and again, fill in the blank, is happening. In fact, I even talked with someone this week about the war that's going on in the Ukraine and how Russia is invading and all of the atrocities that are happening. And this particular person has friends and family that are in Ukraine. They are concerned about them and worried about them, and rightfully so. And I think as a church, we've got to continue to hold up our Christian brothers and sisters in prayer there in Ukraine. We cannot, we must not stop praying for the global church, the church there in Ukraine. We, we must not, we cannot stop doing things, acts of service, acts of generosity to help those people that are in need. But I was talking with them and they were expressing how they're feeling almost like survivor's guilt that it's hard for them. They went on a family trip recently and it was hard for them to enjoy the trip, hard for them to have joy and to be at a place of peace because they're worried about their friends and their family over in the Ukraine and they, they feel divided. And, and many of us, the majority of us, we feel this way all the time. We feel like we've got to just be experiencing one emotion and and that's what we're we're seeking after i've got to have just peace i've got to have just joy but matthew 28 very clearly paints a different picture this is what it says so the women hurried away from the tomb and look at this afraid yet filled with joy the women hurried away from the tomb afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples, and suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said, and they came to him, they clasped his feet, and they worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Here we, here we clearly see that in the, in the people that were closest to Jesus, that followed Jesus most closely, and who were there present, personally present, at the tomb where the Easter miracle occurred. And Easter is just about a month away. It's coming up quickly, and I hope that you're making plans to join us for Easter at Waterview. We've got a great day planned, multiple worship gatherings, egg hunt. We're going to have such a great day celebrating the risen Savior. But these women, they were there and they saw it with their own eyes. And the Bible says that they were at the tomb and they saw what was going on. They saw that the body of Jesus was missing. And in that moment, they felt a complexity of things because of situations in their life that they were personally dealing with and going through. They were both afraid yet filled with joy. And today, this whole time that we're going to spend together, it is to 
to speak to those of you that might be in a season where you are, are enduring a swirling vortex of emotions and you're wishing and you're hoping I just would have one. How is this even possible for me to feel both joy and this? Or how can I feel both this and that? I'm talking today to people that because of what you're going through, things that are happening in your life, you've got you've got a blend of things going on on the inside of you. And I want you to know that it's okay. These, these followers of Jesus, these women of God, they were afraid, yet they were filled with joy. And that's really what this whole series, Joyride, is all about. It is not to tell you that your life of faith is going to eliminate any struggles, any hardships, any challenges, any relational dilemmas, any financial issues. No, what I'm trying to tell you is, is there's going to be a mix. There's going to be a blend of it all, but in, in it and through it all, you can still have joy. They were afraid yet filled with joy. And here's what I want you to see. There's a few things that leap out to me about this passage. Number one, when they got in that spot where they had something else there with the joy, some other kind of negative reality playing out, first thing they did was they ran to tell other believers and to tell other disciples. And this, in a nutshell, is exactly why we have small groups. This is why we are challenging and calling and inviting people to gather throughout the week around different topics and around different points of interest to get in right relationships, to get in life-giving relationships with other believers. When you are going through things where you've got all kinds of emotions happening and you know you've, you've got to have joy in your life, but you're feeling some other things and maybe you don't quite know which is the stronger emotion, that's a time when you seek out other believers. And you can tell them about your experiences. You can share and unload your heart. That's why we ask that you would share what you're feeling and what you're going through earlier. In fact, that, that link is coming up again. We want for you to be able to confidentially share any prayer requests that you might have because we're going to pray for you. But they ran and they told other believers, do not try to do this by yourself. You are not meant to walk with Jesus. You are not meant to be a part of a church from a distance. Faith, church life, overcoming, the joy ride, it's meant to be done with others. So they ran and they told other believers. They told other disciples what they were going through. And you know why that's so important? It's in those moments as you unburden what's happening you'll be able to shine light into the lies of the enemy, the lies of Satan. Satan's going to try to tell you that, that you're not saved, that you've lost your faith, that you need to give up, you need to quit, that you're, you're too far gone, that there's no way that God can help you, there's no way that anyone can help you, that church is not the place for you. But when you get around other believers, they're going to tell you, look, I've been there. I've done that. I've been through the same thing. And you can overcome. 
So they ran and they told other believers what was happening on the inside of them. And then it says this, they came to Jesus and they clasped at his feet and they worshiped him. I love that imagery. It's, it's almost speaking to desperation. They went and they said, we, Jesus, are going to get as close to you as we possibly can. And I just picture them at the feet of Jesus, just grabbing his feet and saying, we, we want you close. We've got to have you near. And they worshiped him. When you're feeling that swirl of emotion in your life, the best response that you can give is to just worship Jesus. Spend time, put on, put on some worship music. We've curated some playlists for our church family, and you can, you can find those and take advantage of those. We'll be posting an Easter playlist before long, but we, we encourage that you put on music and you just spend time worshiping Jesus. Worship is taking your eyes off of the problems in the world, your eyes off of yourself, and where you begin to speak to how great He is, how awesome, mighty, and powerful He is. When you worship Jesus, your perspective will change. When you worship Jesus, the ups and downs of your emotions are going to level out and things are going to become more clear. That's what worship is. It's just a change of perspective. You're lifting up Jesus. You're exalting Him. You're magnifying Him. And He promised that as you lift Him up and exalt Him, that He'll... As he goes up, he'll take you up with him. That changes your perspective. And you'll be able to, once he's lifted up and he's lifted you up with him, you're going to be able to see from a different vantage point. You're going to be able to look down on your problem, look down on your giants, look down on your financial woes, down on some of those relationship struggles, and you'll see that he's got it under control. That our God loves us and that He's so much bigger than anything that we're facing. He's going to see us through. But we got to worship when we're feeling this mix of emotions, when, when there's other things seeking to overtake our joy. Talk with other people. Get in a small group. Spend time worshiping Jesus. And then notice what happens. It wraps up with Jesus saying to them, don't be afraid. He addresses the one emotion so that the other can reign supreme. He helps you sort through it all and will help you to eliminate what's not needed so that you can embrace and enjoy what is needed. Remember, they were afraid yet filled with joy, but because they went and talked with others, got in a small group because they worshiped Jesus, Jesus addressed the things in their life that weren't supposed to be there, the things that weren't going to be an advantage, the things that weren't going to be very helpful. He said, let's get rid of this and let's keep this. And here's what I'm believing with you here today, that since we've spent time together and and in a moment, we're going to go into worship and I encourage you to really worship God. I'm going to believe that in all of it, we're going to see the hand of God move And he's going to help you sort through the complexity of your emotions. And he's going to lead you to keep what needs to be kept, that joy. Because remember, the joy of the Lord 
is your strength. He's going to help you to keep that joy and he's going to help you to get rid of all the rest. Just lay all that other down at his feet. When they clasped his feet, they were just laying down all of it before him. And Jesus said, okay, leave that there. Okay, leave this there. Okay, keep that. Keep that joy. Leave the fear. Keep the joy. And God's going to do something special in your life here today. I believe that so much. And I'm going to pray with you. In fact, I want to pray a couple of different prayers. I want to pray for some of you that are watching that you'll come fully alive here today. Listen, our our vision as a church is to make life matter for all people. And the way that we do that is through our mission. Our mission is to bring people fully alive, lead them to flourish, and equip them to live fulfilled. And you cannot be fully alive without faith. You cannot be fully alive without surrendering to Jesus. And I know that with all that's going on, this this swirl of emotions and things happening in your life, maybe you just need to surrender. It might be for the first time or the first time in a long time, but today you need to come fully alive. And we're going to pray that you'll surrender to Jesus today, that you'll make a fresh start. That's what we call it here. The great adventure begins when you make a fresh start and come fully alive in faith. But then there's others of you. We're going to pray today that Jesus, as you're grasping at his feet, you're laying down the things that you recognize are not beneficial. As you recognize the things that you know are are difficult, you're going to lay those down at his feet. And he's going to address those, and we're going to pray that you leave just with joy, a fresh supply of joy. All right, are you ready to do that? Come on, let's pray together, family. Jesus, I thank you today for your word and how relevant it is for all of our lives. Lord, I just pray right now that for those that are watching, those that are engaging with us, who have never surrendered to you, who have not put their faith in you, or maybe they did a long time ago and today they realize they're far from you. I pray that in this moment, we'll say yes to you. That's what faith is. That's what making a fresh start. That's what surrender is all about. It's about saying yes to you, Jesus. So we say yes to you. In fact, pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe you're the one true God. And in this moment, I make you the Lord and the leader of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past, and I pray that you would change my present and that you would give me a future with hope. I'm going to follow you the rest of my life. And the rest of you today that may be like these believers, because of situations in your life, you've got a whole bunch of things going on on the inside of you. Let's just worship today. Let's just leave it at Jesus' feet today. Jesus has a way of helping you to get rid of what you need to get rid of so that you can keep what you need to keep. And we're on a joy ride. We've got to have his joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So we thank you for it today, Jesus. And we believe that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.